is Hard Parking, brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning, recording from my home in Gilbert, Arizona. If this is your first time listening to the show, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and don't forget to rate it when you're done. For those of you who have been with us for a while, I do want to tell you that this is a very car-centric, car-forward episode. Good friend of mine, Dave Ekus, was in studio and we talked about the new uh, Acura Integra Type S, or we tried to talk about it, but... Some of you will hear some terminology that you're not familiar with. Also, just got back from Austin, spent a partial weekend there with good friends. God, friends are great. I could spend a whole episode talking about how great friends are. But we had a rental car. We had a 2022 Audi A4 S-Line. This car is white, just like the one that we just sold, although we had a 2011 Audi A4. So we're walking around looking for cars. You guys know that I always try to get something that I haven't driven before. They had a lot of like Jeeps and things, but I don't, you know, I'm never sure when I pick up a vehicle, especially if it's something that's more rugged, what kind of, you know, creature comforts it's going to have. I love to be comfortable when I'm on vacation, obviously, and rarely do I roll the dice on something a little more rugged. They did have a beautiful white forerunner that I almost went over and grabbed the keys to and drove off in, but my wife says, what about this Audi? And I looked at it and I go, oh, okay, it's A4. Yeah, I like the A4. All right, cool. As long as it has butt heaters because it was cold in Austin, that's all she cared about, which is fine because it was a little cool. And, you know, driving around the car, it was very familiar. I really can't give you too much about it because we had one for 10 years, pretty much. And, and subtle differences between the old one that we had and the one that I was driving. Um, this one was, you know, obviously modernized. 10 years of technology has been added to it, unlike the older one. But it felt very familiar. There's nothing wrong with that. One thing that I will say that this thing had is the overhead camera. I talked about how I wish our MDX that we just leased has it. You have to get the advanced or the Type S model to have that. But that's one thing about this Audi A4. It has that. It has the good. It has the the overhead camera. And it's. I haven't driven a new Audi in a while. But it's one of those things that when you're driving forward at a low pace. So if you're going through a parking lot, we went to Walgreens, the camera is on always. And I don't think it turns off till you get to maybe five mile an hour, but it's nice. And I'm used to that in my, my infinity, but it's one thing that I just can't understand why we don't have it in the 2023 MDX that we have sitting outside. I'll be renting a car again next week. And I'll tell you at the end of this episode where that is going to be. So about this with Dave Ekus, you you will hear us refer to DC2. So the DC2 is the second generation, is it third? Third generation Acura Integra. The DC2 went from 1994 to 2001. So I had a 98 and a 99, and Dave had a 2000. So you will hear us refer to DC2, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about our old 90s uh, Acura Integras. You'll also hear me refer to JDM Front. So the front end of the cars in Japan looked completely different than the front end of the same car that we had here in America. So that's what I mean by JDM front. So back in the day, people used to convert their cars so they look like they came from Japan. But after this word from Four Wheel Online, Dave Ekus. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. The 
Your truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4 Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's 4Wheel Online, the number 4 Wheel Online. Sitting here with Dave Ekus, pretty good friend of mine, um, Acura guy. He's got the TLX Type S outside, and we're sipping on some Shinobu that he bought for me. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Very welcome. So I figured we we could talk about your old DC2 Turbo. We talk about the new Integra, and we could talk about whatever we want to talk about because <laughs> we're just playing around right now. Well, first off, let's talk about what we're drinking. Okay. okay. So this is uh, Pure Malt uh, Mazanura Oak uh, Shinobu, product of Japan, 43% alcohol by volume. Pretty good stuff. First off, what are your thoughts of this alcohol that you brought me? So uh, first of all, aesthetics play a hand in everything. And so when you have a samurai warrior on the front of it, you instantly earn points in regards to coolness factor. Looking to purchase this for you, I did a little bit of research on on uh, the, the whiskey types, as I know you're a whiskey fan, in the uh, Mazur, Mazunara Oak. Ma- Mazanura Oak. Mazanura Oak, again. New term for me, uh, but it found it heavy. I probably said it wrong. Heavily favored in the Japanese whiskey uh, industry as far as the flavor profile. And when doing the research, I I looked for one that had a better flavor profile review, having not had it myself, versus just dollar amount. Dollar amount wasn't a contributing factor. It was more about taste profile and kind of what was going to give you a drinkable yet very memorable flavor profile. So my first thing. I would say without ice, it's got that, uh, as I was described, the t- Kentucky hug, where it hits pretty deep into the lungs uh, and pretty light on the palate. Uh, but maybe ruining it by ice, it is definitely more palatable for me, and it's 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 quite sippable. So I'm, I'm pretty good with so that. So you, you put a lot of thought into this, which I appreciate. First <laughs> off, you know, it, it, here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you drink it neat with a little bit of ice. In fact, the Scottish... They actually put a little bit of water in their scotch before they drink it. So it's this thing where people are like, well, only a man drinks it, you know, neat. You know, if you're a pussy, if you drink it with ice or whatever else. Um, So that's not true. And then, of course, the dollar amount. A lot of people think that the higher the age statement means it's so much better. It's more expensive because it's aged longer, but it just, it pulls in more of the flavors, you know, from the actual barrel. And that's really the difference. Yeah. Some people like that and some people don't. I, you know, I like 12, you know, age statements. I like whatever else. So yeah. I don't even know if, it, what is the age profile of this? Uh, I like the oak because the oak from the, tr- from a tree perspective is only found in a certain part of Japan. And so there, it's very limited on who gets to be able to, or at least as, as researched, uh, was who's able to get their hands on the barrels in order to age their stuff. You know, it says this is actually a product of Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, well, imported from Japan. Uh, That's true. Via via the conglomerate. That's true. Of said Anheuser. So we like it. Cheers. Cheers. Um, Absolutely, sir. We're Thank drinking you. these out of my Jack Daniels guys. You have a. I d- yep. Yeah. These these so these glasses are the kind that come with the Christmas pack. 
<laughs> I've, like, given a, I've given a couple of those uh, as gifts, so I am no stranger to those. I'm surprised they don't say Jaeger on them, Jaeger-Meister. Um, so let's talk about your uh, old Integer because we kind of met through the car world because of that. Yeah, very weird roundabout story on how, how we've met. And I bought, oh gosh, when did I buy that car? While you're looking at that, you want to know something funny. So when I'm deciding to go with this mustache that everyone fucks with me about, I'm like, wait, I think Dave has a mustache, I, too. I, I still fuck just Like, how, how is his? I go, I think his is more sinister looking, like the bad guy on Mario or something, right? It's funny because my video game name since junior high has been Mr. Sinister. And it's literally after the X-Men character. You have Mr. that in your Mr. house. Yep. You showed me. I you do. have a little sinister that, action figure. Collectible. Yeah. Collectible. Yeah. It's yeah. not a doll. It's not a doll. <laughs> It's not a it's doll. It's not a doll. It's a fucking... Uh, gosh, I cannot even remember. It was... So you bought it. 2000... Uh, let's just call it 2009, I think, is when I bought my 1999 Supersonic Blue Pearl GSR Integra that was registered at 25,000 miles. Wow. At the time. And when I went to register it, they did not believe that it had 25,000 miles on it. And I had to do a level one inspection with the state and I literally took it down and they checked all the VIN numbers, making sure none of the parts were stolen, that the dash, uh, that the tack wasn't, uh, the, the original tack and came out that it was certified and the VIN as 25,000 original miles. I was the third owner in 10 years. So the first owner bought it brand new put a turbo on it, took it out to the racetrack and blew it up. Of course he didn't, that a boy. In, in no time fashion whatsoever. Uh, and this is all secondhand through stories on forums of AZHT, all, all of the stuff we ran into the original owner, but uh, bought it, put a turbo on it, blew it up, then pulled the motor, put it in the garage, sent the car out to Ken... Ken something or other from California, one of the premier tuner builders of the time frame in California. So it had a built block and it came back. Was it Ken block? Just kidding. It was, <laughs> it was a block by Ken, but not Ken block, if that, if that makes any sort of sense. Um, but it had the work. I had all the receipts of all the work that it was doing. So it was, it was bored. It, it was decked. It was sleeved. And it came back and it sat in the garage for a period of time because the owner got relocated from his position and couldn't finish the build. And when he had to make the move, his roommate decided to buy the car from him. And he was a Toyota or a Honda tech who lived 0.5 miles away from the dealership. And so when he drove the car back and forth, he ran it in a on that build, it was a high compression turbo build, uh, which this Ken, I, I wish, Ken Gordon, Ken Gordon. And there's an actual Honda, what was the magazine of the day? Honda. Honda Tuning. Honda Tuning ma uh, article with. I'll look this up as you're yeah, talking. There's a, there's a, there should be an article because uh, <laughs> I have it, I have it saved. Did you meet him? Because we got we I got did. four white guys and a black guy here. Mm. The first pictures that showed <laughs> three of the white guys are wearing glasses, and the black guy has a big forehead. Kurt Gordon. Now it's Kurt. Okay, it could be Kurt. Okay, let's see Kurt. Continue. Uh, anyway, he he ran. There he is. Innovator, right there. The innovator legends to be Kurt Gordon is that, one that of them. First, this guy right here. Yep, that guy right there. He looks like a tuner. 
Uh, and Motor Trend, 2011, this article. So really pioneered in regards to high compression turbo builds uh, of the of the day. And I had all the receipts, everything for it. But anyway, the the, the tech that bought it put very many minimal miles on it because he lives super close. And he wanted to get into the truck, the Tacoma world, the, the off-road scene. And so that's how I ended up buying the car. And since in my possession, I, I literally, I think it was... Not more than a couple months. It was, oh my gosh, what was his name? Uh, RC, Chacon, RC's Garage. RC's Garage, RCG. It it was RCG. It was a meet at Santan Honda that was getting ready to go on. The the Friday before that meet had on, I pulled up behind a truck in a a left-hand turn lane, and she threw it in reverse and ran over the hood of my car. <laughs> and right but the day before the meet or before I was going to go out, and that's when Aaron Teague, Teague Speed Racing, had a, another blue Integra at that meet that had uh, blue and purple fittings, and I just fell in love with the fit and finish and the kit. And so I kind of, at that time, I was like, I put in my mind who I wanted to work with and mess with my car. But fast forward throughout the years, I... <laughs> Kids, if you're listening, save your money and buy good products instead of buying cheap products to get you through to the next big product. Because I spent a lot of time buying Craigslist parts to fill the modification bug instead of waiting to buy really good parts. To f- well, it's about it's about getting it right, getting out there and seeing and just having something. Because no one wants to sit there and wait. Because you're like, oh, I got this. Yep. Uh, you know, let me just, these are filler parts. These are temporary, but sounds like it didn't work out too well for well, you. Well, you can only go through so many temporaries before you look at the receipts and realize that could have made right. for the parts that you wanted. So after the car got ran over, I was able to take that money. I found an excellent painter who was actually leaving town and did, I think I got $3,000 from the insurance company for the hood and stuff like that. And in my infinite wisdom of not buying an OEM bumper or the Integra Type R real front lip, I was able to respray the entire car, 32 dents out of one side, 26 dents out of another, and a full coat of OEM supersonic blue pearl paint to get it to its stunning finish that I had. Still OEM glass all the way around, and the hood was, what do they call that, certifit, sort of fit? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, OEM plus or, or, right. or OEM like uh, yeah. deal, but a starting point that gave me an excellent, excellent baseline for my car. And, and since then, I have always went with the mantra and building my cars as very clean, very tasteful, reliable tuner cars. Uh, when did hold on? When did Matt Cole buy that from you? 2018. So I had it. That was for, the last car you had. Not, yeah, the last tuner car that I had was that car. Because now you're just OEM. So good job on all those builds in the last no, it's OEM five plus. years. No, it's OEM plus. <laughs> I, I got an intake on the, I got an intake coming uh, on, the, okay. on, on the TLX. But every car that I touch, and, and I, I talk to this to a lot of people, I modify every single car that I own. I can never drive, you know, life's too boring to drive stock cars or however that's saying. Yeah. I, I live that because I feel... The manufacturer makes a great product, but it's always choking 
on emissions or some sort of standard and it's not let ready to breathe. So if you just open up breathing, intake and exhaust, the simple bolt-ons in life, you will get a more enjoyable driving experience out of a car. But the more you know, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yes, sir. So you have the TLX Type S now. I do. Sitting outside, ass to ass with my NSX. Do you have any heel toe automotive parts on there? Do you plan on it? Because he's that's what he has. That's what he's developed. He was on the show recently. And I saw that. And I also, <laughs> so I haven't found a thread talking about it, but I do follow a gentleman is Acura mechanic guy, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently he has beef with Marcus and his parts. Oh. And it's, it's a weird. It's a weird. I don't know where it came from. He's in the function work deal versus he installed a ATLP exhaust and saying fit and finish and everything else, and it's twice or you know significantly more expensive than function works. I. uh and Marcus, if you're listening on here, he's not okay. But if you are, uh, I will say y- the website functionality needs a little bit more work uh, from either a mobile or a digital platform. I I can't find. He's a, he's a one man show. Since I, we have the computer here, let's look at this together. So it's heel toe automotive. Um, yeah, you got to check out that episode. I, I I literally just saw the flash up where he was in office. I was like, well, ain't that some stuff? I didn't realize he was in town or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. you know. So find, go to go to my part or find parts. Okay. So we're going to the find parts on Marcus of Heeltoe on here. And then what are we looking for? That's just Did it. Did you build a garage? So I did try to go to my garage so you can put a car in. All right. No, I don't want to register or log in. Okay. So again, this is starting to be the first of the problems. Like, where do I start if I find parts? Where do I put my car in? How do I divvy down where my car is supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> so Okay. So so here here is your car thing. Instead of the uh, infinitely sourced drop-down list of make, model, year, you just type it in. So you can type in TLX. Oh, is that? Oh, yep, look yep, right here yeah, in the middle of yeah, the page. Right here. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Got thousands of parts. Just what are TL, we looking just for? Just TLX. No, I feel like I'm, I'm not trying to kill my dude here. No. Uh, okay. So then we get our age ranges, which is great. So the model year. So we're 21 plus. Yep. And then. I can't help but to see that this license plate on this car is like right here. Hopefully that's his house. It is his house. Because I've watched a boatload of his YouTube videos. So then you're presented, okay, with the either the four cylinder or the V6 cylinder. But if you were not new to the, or if you were new to the modification game, would you know what motor you had? So I know this would be a V6. I would Correct. expect for it to be Correct. a V6. Correct. So it is, it is a V6. Uh, excellent, excellent engineered motor, uh, yeah. to my knowledge. And then you hit shop for parts. Oh, I thought that, uh, Clicking nope. that. No, no, no. You'd be wrong. And then you gotta wait. Oh, yep. Okay. Cool. Well, here we are. So there you go. There's all your stuff. And and <clears> he <throat> also sells the Function Works particular exhaust. Uh, and there's there's difference is in between whether you're gonna keep the OEM uh baffle uh what's it called? Not the damper, the uh the little baffle thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Technical, technical term. Yes, the yeah. the baffle thingy. 
whether yep. you're going to keep it or you're not going to keep it. So I have seriously looked at it. I it thoroughly enjoyed his wheel spacer video on it. I love the detail that he went in with this exhaust. I think the exhaust profile uh, for daily driving and spirited driving is is excellent. I'm highly interested in it. Fit finish uh, as per posted on on here where he says this is... Uh, the the mock-up version. This is not the final version. We don't know. What, I don't know what the final version looks like because I haven't looked at it. I will say the Function Works looks better fit and finish. On a forum thread that I followed, they were talking about the differences in the steel and between the 304 steel and the whatever steel that he's using. Again. Well, okay. Was the word anyway? So your car. Yeah. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna say here and murder Marcus. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I. I like his site, and I, I believe he is putting the R&D into my particular platform right. where it feels like a lot of others. Hondata, for example, uh, is not offering a tune, to my knowledge, for the TLX Type S. Uh, and I think, from again, from I mean, limited that's... research that I had, it's they, they blew one up. And it's... <laughs> There's a law of diminishing returns, I guess, right. in the, the stuff that you put in. But I like I like his videos. I think he's putting the really good effort, and he shows a lot of real world how tos to like uh, the interior trim. Don't pay accurate to put in your trim. Uh, Do yourself, wheels. yeah, and and just how easy it is. But getting to the site in and around Black Friday and Christmas and trying to navigate it became cumbersome, and I couldn't figure it out. So. So what are your thoughts of the new Integra before we get to the Integra Type S? Ooh, okay. Which we haven't formally seen. We've just seen that it's got, you know, fender, fatter fenders and more performance. So I am I am highly curious in what it's going to look like. And my prediction, it is going to be the opposite of what the FK8 came out. It's going to be a mirror of the last FK8 and not the FL5, Five I think or whatever is what that is, is yeah. right? The FK8 was the shit. Again, right? Love it or hate it, it it defined the newest generation that Honda lacked in their SIs for years. Mm -hmm. And when we got the Type R, that was a way to come out swinging. It hit every box. It did what it needed to, and they incrementally approved it. Then they stole the Integra name. And prior to the 21 TLX, I had a 2022 Civic Sport. And since they all come in four doors now, there's no hatch. They're all hatchbacks. Right. They're everything else. And I will tell you that love it or hate the exterior shape. Of the FK8 or, or the this? FL platform. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the new one. I had so a I 2022, cool. which is a new one. Yeah. Love it or hate the exterior. Well, you said you had. I, I, I did. I kind of remember that. Well, why is it had now? Because of the TLX type yeah. Okay. Because uh, a once in a two-week opportunity. <laughs> Right. <laughs> came by that I just I couldn't pass up because I bought I was able to buy the 2022 brand new Civic Hatch Sport for MSRP at the time when nobody was getting anything in MSRP because I used to work at a dealership and I knew a guy. Yeah. Love it or hate it, that's how it happens. I was able to trade that in for I drove it for 8 months and put 4000 miles on it and was able to get all my money back and in some to put down and my TLX Type S was the cheapest one in the country, and it happened to be a couple miles from here at Santan Toyota. I went down, and anyway, it worked out. But I will say, hands down, by by far, 
When that platform arrived in that Civic, the interior of the new FL platform is the best, comfortable, reliable, ergonomically sound interior that I've ever seen in a Civic, and it's glorious. Super, super stoked for the Type R. And when it came down to, I was really had my heart set on getting a Type R, but for the price that my TLX Type S was, being the cheapest in the country, and it was used. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not buying brand new. The markup on the Type R, I How about not, brand new? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a separate, separate okay, conversation. Okay, continue with the story. Different. But but I couldn't see myself getting a Type R for any less or more than what I got a TLX Type S. And when I looked at the rarity of the Type S and being a 40-plus-year-old father of two, Bigger backseat, bigger car. I've really always had a hankering for a, a luxury sedan, and those are, are are waning. And plus, my wife wanted to drive an automatic. So I my heart's with a manual transmission. But let's let's move forward to that was the FL Civic. The Type R came out, and then they released the Integra. And since then, Honda, if you're listening, I, I assume they are because they listen to this. I mean, everybody listens to this podcast. Carbon copying the interior of the Civic and, for putting it, <laughs> and putting it in every platform here on out, not necessarily the greatest call. That's kind of a cop-out. But the Integra, name drawn off of my generation of people who grew up with the younger version of it, offering them a luxury version of that car and with a manual transmission was nice, but for the price point of being a few thousand dollars more than the Civic, the value is not there. Right. But let's, let's the, the elephant in the room that we're staring at in the face is the Integra Type R. Or yeah, we're Type on AcuraNews.com. We're looking so, at the, <clears throat> the press release for the Integra Type S. Um, everybody's heard by now, unless you listen to this podcast. 320 horsepower, 310 pound of torque. Foot of torque, 2.0 liter VTEC turbocharged engine, six-speed manual transmission, and I think it's like five more horsepower than the FL5 Civic Type R, which to me is negligible. Um, so when I got to Arizona, I had a 93 Honda Del Sol, mm. the Del Sizzle. Love that car. That's mind a chick car. Mind you, I'm 6'2", 200 pounds. And that car has more room than damn near almost any other car today. We used to call um, those Dell Slows. Uh, they are, arguably. But it, you ain't had the back window drop down with the top off and the windows down in any other car. Yeah. Anyway, my first, one of my first jobs here was at a Honda dealership. And a 2006 Acura RSX Type S came in in jade green metallic. And I bought it. And it was glorious, absolutely glorious. And I went from a RSX Type S to an FL Civic or Civic SI. I never really hey. caught on to the RSXs. I didn't like them. I mean, I like them now, looking back. But at the time, they were just like big, round, bulbous things compared to the, the oh, DC2 they were, Integra. They were an arrow. They were the most aerodynamic thing that you'd seen on the road. Understandably, You're not as classy as. Well, what some killed of the it? What killed it was the um, the Celica. No, no. It was absolutely did not kill. Yeah, well, the Celica is what killed the DC2 Integra essentially because it kind of took over. Uh, no. Yeah. We're we're going to have to Performance-wise, it's what killed it 
Because the DC two Integra was always the king of the hill until that new Celica came out. It was it was what one hundred and eighty five horsepower, and the Type the GSR R was, was one seventy. I mean, I the GSR was, was one seventy. I think it was one eighty and some change. And the, the Type, type R, R was, was one eighty. I think that was two. All right, let's look it up. I feel pretty confident that the mm. that the DC two uh, GSR was one hundred seventy horsepower. Which one have you owned? Uh, the GSR. Oh damn! Yeah, I had two of them. I had a 98. I, I told it in six months and then got a 99 and blew the motor two years later. Ooh, yeah. Well, that do, that does happen. I'm probably wrong, though. I've seen it. Um, let's go with 1999 Integra GSR. 170. Will you look at that? Holy shit. Where's the dyno? I think that, Holy was, that was the gentleman's agreement. I'm pretty sure it dynoed more than that. Okay. What year Celica? It was a late, remember the late 90s Celicas, they redesigned the car. So it it so became there was the ninety five Celica, not the not the fat the, one. It the came bug, out in the, the late bug eyed yeah, fat not one. That ugly thing. Yeah, and then they came out with the early two thousand Celica, and and I think that's what I was gonna say. That ain't right. We're both looking at the horsepower. We know it. No, no, not the GS. Not no, not the no Integra Type R performance. Mm. They didn't make the Type R in ninety nine. Uh, oh, I, I they guess did. It, I they, guess they, they they had ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh, the early model. 187. 187. I don't remember it being 187. I remember it being like 185. It was more... Oh, we're incrementally off by a few. No, they're fucking off. Fuck them. (laughs) Internet sucks. There we go. That's it. Yeah. That's right there. That was 2000 Toyota Celica. That thing came out and just... Yeah, but this thing had like 150 horsepower. 180... Oh, bullshit. Ah, bullshit. Look at you. Bullshit. So, back to the... Bullshit. the anyway. new Integra Type S. Okay. So, new Civic came out. Great. Type R on the horizon. Great. Then they brought the Integra back with a Civic interior and more leather. And We're talking about the new one. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the new model. And I honestly couldn't see the value of going to an Integra over the Civic. Isn't that an I? Is it ILX? ILX is getting discontinued for the Integra, so they're so no I saw one of those them. used at Wright Honda. ILX, I want to say because it looked just like an Integra, but cost it had more to it, but it cost a little less. It was gently used because they had a used Integra, and then they had I guess it was an ILX. It was like blackish with kind of the used red Integras already. Yeah, no, I mean that's. That baffles me. This was a base model Integra. And I remember walking back and forth and looking at him. And I was like, for what this cost, that thing over there, that ILX is like 10 times better. And that's always been the issue. Okay. So there there are some used Integras for sale right now. Oh, yeah. And they're around $33,000, give or take $34,000 for a specs, which is not the cheapest, about five, 6,000 miles on it for about 33. And I will say that I paid 30, 32 and some change for the Civic Sport Touring. And I got the spoiler and I got the front canards. I got the all, Civic I got comes with more. That's I would what say it was. It does. Yep. The digital dash uh, was a huge, huge plus. The Bose stereos system. Any more? Excellent. Booze or no? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a slight topper. My ice, ice to drink ratio is a little. There, you go. Your, there you go. Yep. yep. Plus, Perfect. you had beers on the way here. What did What did you have? Like literally on the way here, you were drinking a beer up Greenfield. 
crickets. <laughs> uh, no, Oso Brewery did a did a sampler, uh, a uh, a tasting. Uh, had a coffee stout. I had a Imperial IPA. I had a uh, sour, and then I had a. Was this a work function? It was. Why, I was just say why Arcadia because there's one right here in downtown Gilbert. I know. Okay. Hence the. Yeah. Yeah. Obligation to meet one guy that came into town from California. But when you're moving and shaking and you need to grease the right palms and say the right things and meet the right people, you do, you, you make 100%, such sacrifices. Man. Uh, but anyway, that's Helica. Cool. Super cool. I remember when it came out, I did not feel that that was the death of the RSX by any stretch of the mind because nothing ever evolved out of that car. I don't remember no, seeing... No, this didn't kill the RSX, but it, it kind of killed the DC2 platform of the Integra because it outperformed it and everything. And then the RSX came out because the Integra yeah, 2000... ran through 2001 and then 2002 was the RSX. And then, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because uh, 2006 was the last year I think they made it, and the restyle was in 2005. So I think they only restyled it for a couple of years. Let's go back to this. Uh, anyway. Integra Type S. So, so long story made extremely longer uh, in the scenario. I am I'm baffled by Honda of North America to bring in Integra Type S and put it above what has been widely known as the halo car for Honda wearing the Type R badge and putting a Type S above it, save for your NSX Type S that is only available in the United States, if I'm correct. No? 150 of them? Are they global? You've been wrong for the last... 10 minutes. Uh, you know what? So there's 350 of them in the world, 300 for the U.S., 20 for the Japan market, 30 for the rest of the world. Are the one in Japan wearing an Acura badge? Those are Hondas. Hmm. But Acura isn't just North America. Acura is available in five or six countries. Do we need to Google that as well? In Canada? Is that, is it's that Acura in Canada? Canada too. Yep. So North America. No, but it's, uh, I want to say maybe Saudi Arabia. China is Acura, but they don't all get the, uh, they don't all get the NSX. My track record isn't, isn't, isn't doing well for Where is Acura in the world? (laughs) Great. Open source Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Look at this. Let's see. Hong Kong, Mexico, China, Russia, Panama, Kuwait. Also sold in Ukraine until 2018. China until 2023. Russia till 2016. So... As of right now, it may just be. It's more than just North America, but the NSX is not available everywhere Acura is available. Correct. Yep. And, and, and the whole Honda Acura badge, uh, in my modification, my Acura RSX Type S, I rebadged as a Honda Integra using OEM badges for the rest of the world. That's what right. everyone did. Yeah. And I got a ticket <laughs> for speeding. And he wrote Honda Integra on my uh, my ticket, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world because I was probably the only one who ever got a ticket in a Honda Integra, a 2006 Honda Integra. Okay, back to this thing. Anyway, so I feel you took your Halo car, which took the boy racer, and I'm using media proclaimed terms, and the boy racer highly 
winged out FK8, which was phenomenal. I call it boy racer. It, I'm not a big fan. It, it's a great it, driving car. I just never liked the looks. But but if you're going to bring one of the Type R's since 2000 to come in, it came swinging with a large wing and everything. Okay. Did they miss a, a few? Yes. They, they missed a few things, right? But it came out swinging and it's still a love car. The FL5 Type R is beautiful. They took a really refined interior and didn't mess with it and then subtle tweaks widen it gave it like a really mature stance great 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 looking car then i see these photos of the integra type s surfacing with these which partial mm, photos partial photos with the camoed car that you can you know it's like a see-through lingerie like you can see it you're not really hiding anything but when the unveiled, unmasked fender arches came out, these are FK8 fender arches. These are not blended, wide-bodied extensions that they actually took that the out. FL the, uh, that the FL has? The yeah. FL has. It's so, interesting. It's an interesting choice. And, and, and so you are making... This episode is so car talk. Sorry, guys. It is. I, I, I owe the world at least one car episode, and this is going to be it. And I'm your fact, fact, uh, giving, uh, guest is wrong. Dude, you brought booze. So we were drinking booze mm-hmm. and talking about your car, Tigers and that TLX. Uh, but I'm, I'm very, very curious on how this plays out only for the fact that Honda matured and gave the world the mature FK or FL5 that's out there right now with clean body lines, well sculpted arches. And then you, the upper lipped, upper brow, high brow Acura line, bringing the Type S back after so many years and giving it pretty ridiculous arches. So you don't like it I, I, so far. I mean, they haven't shown us. I think it looks kind of so, cool, but so I, I get it. Here's the thing. The, the video and everything else, I'm not saying it's probably not going to sell. Give us a coop. <laughs> you're not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying. No. And actually, when when the Type S or the Integra was leaked, some of the renders that the people came out with, a DC2-esque platform electricized, sick as shit. I'd buy one tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's buying them. Nobody's even buying cars anymore. Everybody wants the SUVs, so they're grasping at straws here. But I will say I don't understand the wildness on the Acura brand as your reserved highbrow high dollar car when you re, you pulled the pulled it back for the civic which was a great move for a more mature audience especially when you're charging i don't know so i think this $40,000 the FL5 should have had these style fenders and the Integra should have been molded in if you were going to do it think back to the 90s think back to mm-hmm. the Subarus mm mm-hmm. mhm the WRXs, the World Rally ones, they were fat. And but they weren't versus fake the fat. regular RS. Yeah, they weren't fake fat, but they were like molded fat. Like they yeah. were just fat. Like a Porsche 930 is just fat compared to like a regular 911. But they also ran like a fat square stance too on their tires to to give them that rally squat yeah. to we, fill we, out we, the fenders. To be fair, we don't know what this thing looks like. But the video of it driving away in the shadows, you can see it, you can kind of hear it. The the triple exhaust the hks uh dual center exhaust exit is probably the best example of what it should have been uh revamped anyway for this 
outshining the the Type R with the horsepower is a kick in the old dick for any Type R owner. Nah. Who's getting a... Some people don't want to drive a Honda. I mean, at the end of the day, Hyundai, we know... Hyundai, yes. We know Honda, what it is. I don't know. Dude, Hyundai's are nice right now. So we could... Uh, that's a... Hyundai's that, on the episode up Episode 277, uh, we're going to be featuring... Uh, we'll talk about Hyundai next time you're in studio. The Crooked H versus the Straight H. It is an entire movement, and I yeah. was on the fence. So I, I can't... Hyundai's, I can't and Hyundai's are nice right now. I, I can't I can't argue with that. I really can't. They stole uh, Volkswagens. I think they stole Volkswagens' uh, lead designer, and they're crushing it. And no, it was something bigger than Volkswagen. I don't remember who it was, but it was someone bigger than Volkswagen. Well, it wasn't Singer. It was like Bugatti <laughs> or some shit. But they're not afraid to revamp after a couple of years and restyle their car. And this whole as soon as I saw the new CRV, I don't like the new CRV, the new Pilot. Dad, father of two. I'm thinking basketball trips that I have to go to, right? You know what I want? You like the new pilot? Rear entertainment. That's what I want. Yeah. You know what? No new Acura product is offering. Rear entertainment. Or, or Honda product. The justification is sound. An iPad is $300, and we can't replace that for building it. But integration into a platform with bucket seats and a TV, as I had in my 2015 MDX, advanced with inter- rear entertainment was beautiful and it i don't know so again i i like to circle in and out of this topic but the integra i'm very interested for the final look i feel they went in an unreserved direction and gave it more horsepower to make up for the what are going to be boy racer looks you see this um, the, so right I, now I i'm do. circling on the mouse with the mouse on the screen, you guys can't see. So if you go to Acura.com, Future Vehicles, and Tiger Type S, you'll see it. And it looks like a rear lower splitter or something, right? Yep. And there, there's a, if you do spy photos, go you go to go to Google and go to Integra Type S. Even even the camoed version of it, you can kind of get a, a a profile view of it. And you know, with, with so a, go ahead. I don't pay that much attention. I do a little bit. Because I'm not in the market for one. Right. You know, and it was the same deal when it first got announced. Everyone was shitting all over the Integra. And I said, you know, it's (laughs) fine. The Hyundai Genesis. (laughs) Yeah. I said, you know, it's fine. I'm not in the market for one. Um, And then everyone was like, make it a coupe, 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 coupe. I go, well, to be honest, I mean, our DC2s Mm -hmm. were cool because they were coupes. Because the four-door was, it wasn't just a, if you just look at a base bone stock Integra, not that impressive. Of any generation, especially if it's a four-door. Agreed. So it wasn't, I wasn't surprised that people were shitting all over it, but people fall in love with the slammed, stanced, um, work wheels, you know, all that shit. And that's not, like, no car is like that. So people kind of romanticize over it. So I think it'll be fine. I'm not into it. I mean, I have a picture of my son in the car seat in the back of my hatchback looking through the rear trunk of, of his head and... Is it practical? No, no. You can make it work, and it will absolutely do what it needs to do. And for a driver, a a coupe is where where it's at. A coupe is where it's at. This because I'm always I'm always curious because every time I see like an older Integra like we used to have, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the JDM front? Absolute awesomeness. Absolutely, I'm not a big fan of it. And back in the day. So you're over 40, I'm over, I'm 47. 
back in the day when you couldn't get it, it was super cool. It's like I, four or five grand. Every once in a while you go to a car meet, somebody has it. And you're like, oh man, that's badass. Mm-hmm. But as time progressed, now at every car show, there's if, if there's five DC2 Integras, four of them have the JD in front. And now I look for the, I didn't like the 90, 94 to 97, but I love the 98 to one Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they weren't as like recessed, like a spider. Yep. It was always like weird spider look. But I like the kind we had. But but the, H, like the HID, the, the OEM HID headlights, the the lip front end uh, with with the wing, uh, that JDM front end was. With the yellow lights. Yeah. With the yellow lights, it's, I mean, it's iconic. I, I yeah. I Two, always liked ours better. 2000, 2002, I was with a guy who worked at a body shop. He had one of the first 350Zs. It was turboed. He had a body kit, whole nine yards. But we we rolled up to- I had one of those on Need for, for Speed Nights. Underground. Yeah. Hot Import Nights, St. Louis, we rolled in. And the guy we went with had a, it was a Subaru color, but it was black. I think it was called Root Beer Barrel. And it was black with brown metallic flake in it. And it was a Sounds nice. converted DC2 Type R front end with, uh, and I think he was rocking work emotion wheels. Of course. Uh, bronze on a black car with the black. I don't, I didn't timeless. dislike it, but I always liked the US version better. No, 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 no. Better. but that was 2002, right? So, so that was in and around my high school graduation days. That was Fast yeah. and Furious time frame. JDM was untouchable, right? Like, it, you but couldn't, it, you couldn't it, it wasn't it. on every corner still, like you said. I mean, that's 2002. It still wasn't on every corner. But, but let's talk about like, there's what you see face value with a front end, and then there's execution of the installation of that front end. <laughs> There has been a lot of, uh, yeah, maybe that's why I don't like them yeah, as much. Yeah, because there are some hack jobs Woo. and there are some Bondo scenarios that do yeah. not do What's justice that? to the lines so, that the original. Is it the Duraflex? All yeah. the Duraflex oh, yeah. body kits oh, on yeah. eBay? That's what it is, man. Duraflex killed the, killed the scene, man. Sort of fit. That's what they call it. It's not sort of fit. It's, it, it sort of fits. That's the word you were trying to think of earlier. Yeah. Uh, but I've lived Honda in Acura for a while. I think I'm on, uh, I, well, I had <laughs> an 85 Chevy Celebrity Station Wagon. I've had a 91 Chrysler LeBaron. Fantastic. Uh, I think then, I ripped the hood on it off a couple of those. <laughs> then we moved to a 91 Celica GTS, a 92 EG Civic Hatch, which hindsight and flash forward everything in the world if i just would have kept that car and spent all the money on all the cars that i've ever spent so that's the one or maybe it's a 96 is it is 92 to 96 the same body style ek is 96 and above eg Mm. is 95 and below okay because i had a civic hatch i think like a dx like a 91 and so 91 is the it's EF, a boxy one is the ef platform yeah uh, but Chris, the 96 is the right. one that everyone put the gsr motors in and that's the ek yeah right but the ek makes the best case swapped i had a buddy who had a case swapped ek yeah awesome but they're hard to find you can't find shells of these cars anymore anymore whatsoever but 90, 92 Civic Hatch, 92 Honda Del Sol, 06 RSX Type S, 08 Civic SI, four door, 92 GS, or 99 GSR, two. Uh, we went through your list of cars. Yeah. 
and those are just my cars, not not my wife's cars and everything else like that. But oh, HRV. Ooh, I love my Herv. I have <laughs> 2016 Herv. I'm shaking my head. HRV Herv, and then uh, and then I I got back into the 20 22 Civic, and then now my 21 TLX, and I am done. But you also have an RDX. Do have an RDX Type S, or sorry, A spec, A spec. A spec. So uh, for those who don't know or follow uh, myself, which nobody, we're we're about nobody, to get to that, nobody this is running along. <laughs> you shouldn't have brought booze into this conversation. I know that's the danger. It is hundred percent. So we have an MDX A spec. Which congratulations on Thank that. You. I knew I knew that is new. Uh and I don't know if my it's influence was there or not on grabbing the white with the red interior. Dude, um, so that here's the deal. We test drove the first one. It was I think we drove a blue one with mm-hmm. the black interior. Then when we went back, they had a the black ish colored for us. And that one had the red and black interior. So my wife was like, Oh, I love this interior. And I'm looking at her like, Are you crazy? Like I like this interior, but I didn't think you would like this interior. Yeah, obviously, as yeah. he points around in my office here, that is uh, black and red and in two shades of gray. Um, and actually, everything is fucking black, yeah. red, and gray in here. I know. Right? Yeah, I'm black. I'm black, red, and gray. Including the Acura that, background on the screen is yeah. uh, black and red. I'm red because of the alcohol, and I'm mixed black. So anyway, um, <laughs> but she says she wanted it. I was shocked. And so I kind of, you talked to me and I'm like, yeah, I did. You know, so I kind of, and, and that's what we have now. We have there, there was a joke somewhere about once you go black and, and never yep. going back, you know, well, we that's didn't go scenario. black. So I, I, I did settled for the white, huh? Did you get your RDX at Tempe? Did you get any of your cars at Tempe? I did not. Okay. Which is sad. That's so, why the general manager didn't know you were when I name dropped you. Oh, he should know who I am. Uh, Eddie? Eddie Armenta? No, he's not the general manager. He's the GSM. Uh, What's that? The general sales manager? It is. Oh. The guy who owns it. Who'd you, who'd you talk to? Uh, Todd. Todd. I don't know Todd. Todd Moore is the actual, Is he's the general manager of the place. You know, Andy from finance. Oh, he's. Big Puerto Rican looking guy. So there's two guys from finance. Okay. And both times we've got the same guy because I know there's two of them, but we haven't okay. had Eddie. Yeah. No, Andy. Or Andy. We haven't had Andy. Okay. You haven't yeah. had Andy. So. Long story made longer. Our guy is definitely not big or Puerto Rican. Oh, so the big Puerto Rican looking guy is Andy from Chicago, uh, believe it or not. Used to work at Superstition Honda, which is where I started. It's part of the Zamora Auto Group, which now owns the Acura. So I was on the floor with Eddie Armenta, who is the GSM for Acura. And he is... He's literally at Acura right now, and every time I run in, and Andy, I think, is the finance manager at uh, Acura. So I know all of the folks they have there. Two. two finance managers? Yeah. Managers or just finance guys? Finance manager. I got the guy's card downstairs. You said they split shifts. You're not you're not doing good I, on this. So you know. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not piping up. <laughs> hey, I'm so not with, piping hey, up. So with that being said, Dave, right. how do we get a hold of you? How do we stalk you on social media? Shit, man, please don't. Um, house, how is it? How house house? So Haus? we we have German heritage, so it is Haas, uh, like Haas Murphys or Haas. Uh, Haas is a pig that don't fly straight. <laughs> well, that could be the translation is H A U S Haas as in German underscore E K I E K I in Haas E K I. 
because my last name happens to be Ekis, and the plural of Ekis, like the plural of Prius, isn't Ekises, it's Ekai. Like Lodi versus Lotuses. Yeah. It's Lotus and Lodi. Yeah, or Ekises or Ekai, or Priuses or Prii. Well, cheers. For anybody who's still listening to this, thanks for, for checking this out. This uh, conversation is brought to you by Cell Shop Wireless Services. Authorized AT&T dealer in multiple states. That's cellshop.us. Any parting shots? No, appreciate the time and uh, conversation and the drinks. So cheers and uh, on to the next one. Get out of my studio. I want to thank Dave Ekus for coming in the studio. We recorded that a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had to let this episode go now because the Integra is going to be unveiled officially this week. Could be as early as Tuesday, April 11th. Could be this upcoming weekend at the Long Beach Grand Prix. But I wanted to get that episode out so we can kind of pre-talk about it. And we'll see. You know, by the middle of this week of this episode, I would expect... This week or next week, I would expect for the thing to no more media blackout and everybody who's been able to drive one is going to tell you what their thoughts are on it. And I'm looking forward to it. Again, it's not a market. It's not a, a car that I'm looking to get. It wasn't a car that I was looking to get when it first got announced and everyone lost their shit because they didn't you know, like the way it looked. Uh, next weekend, I will be in New Orleans. So I'm going to miss the Acura Grand Prix, but I will be in New Orleans with my wife. She has a uh, work Work there Wednesday and Thursday, and so I'll fly out uh, Thursday and be back on Sunday. So you'll get your episode, don't worry. I want to thank Right Honda and Right Toyota, fourwheelonline.com, sell shop wireless services, Patreon business supporter, Korea Automotive out of Warner Garden, Florida. Uh, speaking of Patreon real quick, we so Dave, <laughs> Dave and I just kept talking. And so there's probably another 10, 15 minutes that's going to be available on the Patreon. If it's not available now, it will be available at some point this upcoming week and it's just continued conversation and bullshitting about cars and booze also want to thank pell construction out of caledonia michigan beak house small home design out of ashburg virginia and traverse city michigan westgate exotic cars and rentals out of glendale arizona and shaping success with west tankersley out of boise idaho catch myself in west every wednesday seven o'clock pacific time one drink wednesday on instagram only instagram if you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, you can join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio, as I just talked about, as well as show swag. Special shout out to Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, Alex Gamina, Andrew Bunkley. I just spent a weekend with Alex, actually. Alex and like 500 other people. If you're interested in picking up a Hard Parking Podcast shirt, you can email the show or just go to the website, hardparkingpod.com, and place an order. Or you can hit us up, like I said, email the show, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at jfinning and join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook group. I think I should I should probably make up a Hard Parking Violations shirt and offer it to the group. And that might be, you know, a handful of people may buy it. Maybe not. I don't know. I need to come up with some new hard parking gear for sure. But again... I can't grow that you tell the world how good the show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. And I will talk to you all next week. Shut up! <laughs> now it's stripping time. Ain't nobody got time for that.